everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and, and screaming. Somebody talk to me. What is happening? Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 228th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. It is the first episode of April, which usually means the Jurassic Mailbag is on tap, where we answer all of your uh, questions, your comments, your concerns on the Jurassic series. But I'm sure you already saw, but Jen and Josh finally welcomed their baby into the world so yeah jen unfortunately could not record this past week she was just a just a little busy with with the baby and her family start it's so it, it's it's amazing i am so so happy for jen and josh this is amazing they've got an amazing family and the the baby is so cute oh my god but uh yeah so so no we did not record i did not say to jen you know what jen you know, I know you just having a baby and everything, but uh, we got to hit the mics. We got to start talking about Jurassic again ASAP. Let's do it. Come on. No, I did not force her to record just after having a baby. That would have been uh, a little much. <laughs> but, you know, we will have the mailbag coming to you soon. So we've got things scheduled. So let's hope it all works out. If it doesn't, it's okay too because Jen uh, has a wonderful family and it's time she focuses on that too. So I, I'm fine either way. But um, I am very excited to eventually get to the Jurassic Mailbag for you guys. Um, we're not skipping it. We're going to figure it all out. So I'm excited about that. But in case you're wondering, what are you guys going to be talking about today? We have something special. We have uh, the return of Hunters and Gatherers from Jay Jurassic. This time he had the chance to chat with Mr. Classic Jurassic over on Instagram. I'm sure you've seen all the postings from Mr. Classic Jurassic, but if you haven't, just go look for Mr. Classic Jurassic on Instagram to see all kinds of amazing uh, toy photography, dinosaur profiles, all kinds of really great postings over there. Uh, he's been running a great account for, for a good while now, so Jay actually got the chance to talk with Mr. Classic Jurassic all about collecting customs and the fandom, his fandom, Mattel, everything uh, in regards to toys and collecting, so so that's what hunters and gatherers are for. So uh, Jay has many patented segments here on the show. And uh, hunters and gatherers is one of those ones where we just sit back, listen to people who love toys, talk about toy collecting. And uh, I always, always love these segments. So I hope you guys enjoy this one too. But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some business first. Over on our website, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it yet, but Tom uh, Fishenden, aka Tom Jurassic, has, uh, as I mentioned before previously, and we did have that little bonus episode from Tom, uh, he started the initiative for hashtag stay safe, stay Jurassic, um, and which includes a, a big page on our website where you can find uh, either via his article or you could click the banner at the top of the page um, and it'll bring you straight to 
the resources available to all Jurassic fans during this time where we're all stuck inside. I hope you guys are all practicing, you know, your social distancing, not going anywhere that you do not need to absolutely go. We all need to stay safe and flatten that curve as much as possible. So use this tool here from Tom to find great Jurassic resources from, you know, all kinds of different community members, um, from official resources as well. But Tom and, and many others in the community have put up this posting where we can find great stuff to do and to keep us busy during this time where we are all stuck inside so i uh, i really appreciate that tom has started this it's become a very cool thing uh especially to use that hashtag stay safe stay jurassic where you can follow along with that and see what everybody else is doing see what other kind of fun things people are coming up with uh to stay safe um so yes please go check that out again um but also over on youtube i don't know if you guys got a chance to see but last week I finally did that live stream commentary for Jurassic Park. We did a uh, a watch party, and it was so much fun. Um, I had a blast doing that video. Uh, you know, we started it, uh, watched it all together, the whole thing. I was watching uh, afterwards. I saw people's Instagram stories, watching me and the movie at the same time, and it was spot on. I couldn't believe it. It was so awesome. And there were so many people in there chatting about the movie, their love of the franchise, and watching as I just, uh, you know, did some silly stuff and just, you know, commentated over the movie and stuff like that it was so much fun and so great to watch Jurassic with all of you because even if I wasn't sitting next to you right then and there we were together and in I know there are people that are are struggling right now or are home by themselves and don't have anybody to reach out to so I feel like it's a fun outlet for Jurassic fans to find some company and find some comfort in something that we all love together and we can all talk together we can all have a great time together and uh so we watched jurassic park live together and you guys can watch it back now it is on there so you can still boot up your dvd player your digital copy whatever it may be hit play along with us so go check that out also um i i know i mentioned it last week as well because during our, our episode last week we did the top five um moments from the jurassic franchise in general like no matter what the medium was and aaron and myself did a video version of that as well so you can actually go check out the video version to see us talking inside these cool kenner uh trading cards that that aaron put together uh, as like kind of like um uh, i don't even know like a, a frame that this is hard to, to to relate so go go check out the video but there's like these frames that we are inside as we're talking it's pretty cool go check them out they resemble the old kenner uh trading cards uh so that's awesome but this week guys we got another live stream coming for you this is another watch party this one is for the lost world we are going to be going in order for these films all the way out we're going to watch all of the films and this week we're doing the lost world i am so so pumped and ready to talk about the lost world with all of you and i feel like you know the hype is is pretty big surrounding the lost world in this live stream so i was excited about the last one but i think this one might be even more fun somehow and i, I think people are ready to watch the lost world together to have fun to uh talk about our love of that movie because I always argue that it is my number one, and I, I think it has a valid spot at that part, uh, that list. So I, I hope you guys uh, watch along with us. I am so excited. We are going to be uh, doing this 
Tuesday, April 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please watch along with us. I don't know when you're listening to this. If you missed it, go back and rewatch it. Go ahead, click play along with us. But uh, yeah, so that is April 7th, this coming Tuesday. So this is releasing on Monday. It's And we're going to be doing it on Tuesday. So follow along with our social media and everything like that. But we will be going live 9 p.m. Hit and play maybe 10 minutes after that. Uh, so please get your copy of The Lost World, digital copy, DVD, VHS, whatever it may be, and watch along with us. We are going to have so much fun. Oh, you know what I also forgot to mention is Aaron and his wife Ashley got together on our YouTube channel to do something fun as well where they started to play through lego jurassic world so they actually started up a new series as well so you can find them live streaming uh certain nights of the week so please keep your eyes peeled on our our social medias as well we'll let you know they will be doing it again this week so you can watch as they play along with lego jurassic world and uh it's the the two of them you can see them as they play you can see the comments on the screen you can watch the game uh hear the game it's so much fun i had a blast tuning in uh for the time that i could you can comment along with them ask them anything jurassic and they will talk about it so it's not just watching lego you're actually having a conversation with them as well so i know a lot of people were participating in that live stream that happened uh this past wednesday night i don't know specifically when they're going to be doing it uh this week but stay tuned like i said to our channel and uh we'll keep you in the loop when that happens but uh yeah we've got a lot of things going on on youtube and uh, i think during this time when we are all home we're all thinking of ways that we can utilize our free time and uh, keep people entertained occupied and safe inside and uh, i think that we're doing the best that we possibly can to hopefully hopefully help you all out so yeah i'm very excited by all the stuff that we're doing and stuff that tom has initiated so thank you so much to everybody for participating and following along we love you all we want you all to stay healthy and stay safe so enough of all this i know you guys want to hear this episode let's get this one kicked off with another installment of amber finds hunters and gatherers Hunters versus gatherers. Hunters versus gatherers versus hunters versus gatherers versus Oh, you're breaking our hearts. Saddle up. Let's get this movable beast on the way. Hey, Jurassic fans. We have another awesome installment of Hunters and Gatherers today. And on this special episode, we have the awesome um, community member, Mr. Classic Jurassic. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, boss? I'm good, man. You know, just here 
admiring all the Jurassic fantastic stuff that's coming out and and just all this uh just it's good to be a Jurassic Park fan these days, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right now with everything going on and um just with the new film coming out, uh, hopefully still next year, even with everything going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a yeah. couple delays there. <laughs> a little bit of a delay right now, but that's kind of expected. But mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. think with everything going on, I think it was still, it's still, like you mentioned, it's a great time to be a fan, just to collect and as well as see all the merchandise that's available. So definitely, definitely, man. So at the start of every one of these episodes, I kind of do a little thing like Brad does with his uh, raptors in the kitchen. But mm-hmm. I ask every one of the collectors on here, I ask them, now, are you a hunter? You actively go out there, hunt these toys down. You're you're going you're going in there with your uh, phone looking around like from aisle to aisle trying to find these dinosaurs and, and catch them, and put them back in your car, like the containment unit. Or are you more of a gatherer? You, you wait online or you wait, uh, you know, for the items to come to you from like entertainment earth or, or something else, which one is more your avenue? So in the beginning, I definitely was a hunter. Um, <laughs> when nice. the product first came out, I, uh, haven't collected in almost, I would say since high school. So, a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. And when I saw all the uh, products in the store, I was just kind of doing my own business, just kind of shopping around. And I was at Target and I just started seeing the, this is the basic uh, Jurassic wave, uh, the just Jurassic world. And then I walked down just a little bit further and I saw the Lexi collection. Um, huh. The Lexi collect, yeah, the Lexi collection is what got me hooked into Mattel collecting. Um, nice. I literally just grabbed everything off the, the shelves and put it all in my cart. And I was just beyond thrilled. And then that just kind of initiated the spark where I just wanted to keep hunting and mm-hmm. going and just look for everything. I was looking for the the DCPI numbers online. I was talking to people uh, before I even was actively in the community, just kind of figuring out what's the latest item that's out. What what can we get right now? Um, using, you know, brick seek, all those type of things to just actively yeah. keep going and going and finding all these items. And then I realized that at one point it's just, it was just not, um, there's so much. And then once my collection got to the point it was, and when I just started actually started having my page, I slowly but surely became a gatherer. I just started, uh, seeing all the items slowly come online through like Amazon and, um, mm-hmm. And as well as uh, Entertainment Earth, and that is just it gives you the f- good feeling because it's just seeing all that stuff come in at once, and it's just a really great unboxing day whenever you um, go online and do that kind of stuff as well, too. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, when if I don't know if you if if you were hunting down some some items uh, maybe back in the day or or some now on eBay, it's kind of like you get that package in the mail, and it's always cool to get something, and then you open it up, you're like, oh can't wait to get that and then it comes in the mail and it's like that waiting game and once you get you're like yes you know that that gather moment is great and also you know i am being a little bit of both or at one point being one and then being the other i can see the progression that's what i've seen with a lot of fans especially in the moment we're in right now (laughs) a lot of it should be gathering (laughs) rather than hunting yeah and but uh i could personally yeah that i I would say just again i I personally started off as a hunter and i just ended up as a gatherer as the the longevity with the collecting because there's so many different ways that have come out um 
it just made it so much easier uh, to just gather at this point, especially when you, mm-hmm. your collection kind of hits that that peak. Um, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's easier just to kind of wait and just kind of see the market and kind of see what comes out because, um, personally it's speaking, <laughs> before yeah, it is a lot. Uh, I mean, um, we were kind of loosely talking before, and we'll jump into it a little bit later. Like I had to downsize my collection. And mm-hmm. just seeing the just the single items of what's available, it's it's still a ton of figures that are on the market. So, oh yeah, there's there's but yeah, a it's, lot. It, it's, <laughs> it's been definitely a rush. Yeah, right. So, being that you're that you collect Jurassic Park, and you said that you um used to collect before, and then you stopped a little bit, um, and now it, the Legacy Collection got you hooked back then. What got you hooked to Jurassic Park in the first place like why why do you love Jurassic Park if you love Jurassic Park or you just like Jurassic Park what is uh, what is your no I, feelings I absolutely for this uh, love franchise? Jurassic Park yeah <laughs> I absolutely love the franchise um I think it's been one of the greatest uh films that to date and I, I stand by that uh testament to the end of time and for everything that that film has brought to me for my childhood nostalgia to way I talk to my friends and my family and stuff like that. That Mm -hmm. film is what kind of defines me as a person in a way too, because of just how drawn I was to it. So it really was one of those, one of those powerful films. I remember just sitting down when I was a kid and just watching it over and over and over again. It just felt like a different adventure each time. So it was one of those films I fell in love with. It allowed me to become a kid that I was, I love dinosaurs. I love paleontology. I love, collecting and getting books and seeing fossils and it was definitely something that just you know just kind of like memorized you myself as a kid you know oh no definitely that's uh that's how i feel about this movie (laughs) and uh the franchise as a whole but you know it's that watching that first movie that first movie gets you hooked and then the toys and then all the merch and then just like the lore and then the community and just and it's just one level up on another. Of, Absolutely. Uh, I, I totally hundred percent agree with you that, you know, and not even knowing that side of the community until I would say my um, early twenties, um, you know, I, I was very impressed just by the overall um, community aspect, literally the word community is it's what it is. It's everybody's about supporting each other and mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing what the kind of cool creations that people make and just, it's really just kind of awesome being able to be part of such a cool community and such a fandom because it's one of those fandoms that doesn't have like the biggest following such as like star Wars or like other huge motion track um, films and stuff like that. But it's one of those fandoms that it's well enough or renowned enough where people can still recognize it. And just, it makes it one of those things that it's kind of a cool to be a Jurassic park fan. You know, it's kind of like, it's not as common as a star Wars fan. Yeah, very true. Uh, exa- in these times, it's become more um, more abundant. Like uh, uh, I feel that Jurassic World has put Jurassic Park back on the map. Um, but you know, you see that um, there's not that big divide. Even though there's new fans that have come into the community of Jurassic Park, everybody's welcome. This community is so welcoming to anybody new into it. And like you said, they we we all support each other. We're all there for each other. And and um when somebody new comes in, 
we support that page. We, we absolutely. It, like I remember when you were first coming in, and we're just all like, on oh, oh, another collector of the community, what's up? How are you doing, man? And you know, and, and we all will repost your stuff or whatnot. Yeah. Just, and you build off like everybody builds off each other. This is this is the wonderful thing about the Jurassic Park community. There's no big like like hate or 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 um, I'd say jealousy or anything. You know, like right. other communities. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, and, no bad you know, blood. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because there, just like any community, there's always going to be kind of like some drama or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, and that's just, that's, right. that's kind of the expectation of that kind of stuff. But it's how you choose to react to it is what really mm-hmm. defines you as part of that community. And that's why I've kind of learned too because there's been times where I've been involved in certain things and I realize it's just better to step away because it's not because I want to try yeah. to be the bigger person or try to define this the situation but you know it's just i i love the community i love everything about it mm-hmm. and i think that's what b- brings people closer too because being able to see past that stuff allows people to make more creative and as well competition to themselves as well too um content and that's why i think mm-hmm. the beauty behind it is when it comes to the community it's just uh, the the endless of content that's being created regardless if it's toy photography painting um customizations whatever it may be there's so many different outlets for this the jurassic toy community and it's been really really cool to see it you know outpour the way it has Mm -hmm. definitely man um so with with um with the love of jurassic park um I, I did hear earlier that that you said that the legacy collection got you back into collecting but um how did you get into collecting? Did you have, um, did you collect some of the older stuff too? Or, or, or is this just like, is this yeah. just what you collect? So how did you get, get into collecting as a whole for okay. Ju- the Jurassic Park? Right. So for me, it, um, definitely being a kid of the nineties, I grew up with Jurassic Park and the lost world and then Jurassic Park three. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely grew up collecting when I was a kid and I didn't even realize I was collecting. I just, you know, wanted I wanted to just, buy toys. Yeah. Right. Just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to have a Jurassic Park toy. And that's all it was to me at the time. Uh-huh. And I loved it. And I just kind of had my own imagination and childhood memories with that. And um, I realized at one point, you know, I just felt like I didn't really want to collect anymore. You just kind of, I don't like, I don't want to call it grow up, but it's at the time where, you know, just, I didn't feel it was one of the coolest things to do. Yeah. Um, we all go stopped, through that. Right. And I stopped collecting and eventually I sold all my, my Kenner and uh, Hasbro stuff when I was that age. And then, um, like I kind of, uh, shortly mentioned in the beginning, um, I was at a target and I just went and saw all the Jurassic world items that were on the, uh, the shelves. I remember before that though, before I saw the Jurassic world items, I remember being back in 2015, I saw the original Jurassic world toys by Hasbro. And I thought these are the goofiest looking things I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm really kind of glad I wasn't collecting at that point. Um, fast forward to 2018. And when I, when I was in that said target and I, uh, saw the stuff, I, I was blown away by the detail of the figures. Um, what kind of uh, captured that as well, too, because I never actually saw them in person until the first thing I saw when it came to the Jurassic World toy line uh, for Mattel was um, one of my friends, uh, Rob Miranda. He 
loves to paint. He makes all these cool customs for me, and he's a really awesome guy. He, I remember he sent me a picture from the Mattel sculpture line um, from their Instagram, and it was just the top part of the T-Rex head. It was just a green shell of a T-Rex head, and I just thought. I remember. Yeah, really, really cool looking. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Um, I had to go look for myself whenever it came out. And later to find out that was the shell of the Legacy Collection T-Rex. And mm-hmm. seeing that thing in person is what sold me and and sold me on the all the other figures that were there with it. All the Legacy Collection humans, the Jeep, all the um, the basic assortment figures that were there, too. Uh, it was just they were so renowned compared to what um, what we've seen before from especially mm-hmm. the Jurassic World line that I mentioned. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely it definitely was the trigger right there. And that's what allowed me to kind of get back into the. Uh, collecting and then i just started seeing all the other figures like i mentioned the jurassic world basic wave and then we had the um dino rivals which i think was honestly hands down the best wave that we've seen so far out of, out of the mattel lineup and then we have primal attack and then we have camp creations coming up here in uh, the summer so um honestly i think uh, mattel really did well and it's what kind of got me back into collecting because you could tell just from listening to Actually, your guys' podcast, the one mm-hmm. with the Mattel creators, you can tell they're just they're, they're fans like us. They really, mm-hmm. really listen to us, and they really want to um, put out product that pe- they're proud of, and they truly do. No, I, I completely agree with uh, everything you said there. Yeah, like uh, it, after coming off from 2015's uh, Hasbro line, and then I, I, I remember when Mattel took the line, um just thinking well can't be any worse <laughs> right so, yeah so it's like all right and um i did have a good amount of the hasbro line and i ended up i ended up uh, selling all of it basically i think uh, i have maybe like a few pieces left but not much um i sold most most of all of it uh, before the and used that money to to fund my mattel line from the beginning yeah for me, yeah for me it wasn't um when i sold my collection it was probably uh early 2010s like it was probably like 2012 13 mm-hmm. um and that was to you know help me buy my first car um that was the main reason why i sold all my hasbro stuff oh, wow. yeah because yeah, i had a lot of it and like i said i didn't even realize i had a lot just from being the being that age and then w- once i bought um the items I, I don't really have that much of the Kinder stuff left myself too. The only things I have left um, in this is just from being in the right place in the right time. It's I got two command co- compounds from the original series. Um, I have all the, the I have the three original dinosaur damage figures, which I think were the best figures of those lineup as well. Mm-hmm. And then I have two Lost World figures, which is the Stegosaurus. And the Allosaurus. Those are the only things I have left from the original Kinner lineup. And those are hands down my favorite picks. And I'm glad I kept or held on to those as I grew up too. Yeah, those are good. Those are good dinosaurs to have uh, good toys. Um, so now when when we talk about this franchise, we all, you know, it, us, this being a collecting segment, we're mainly talking about um, – toys or merchandise or you know high-end items but none of this would be around if it wasn't for uh first of all the books absolutely but 
the movies themselves. Correct. So how would you rank the films that we have right now? I know we have another one coming soon, but like right. so far we have five. Yeah. How would you rank these five films? So I know this is going to disappoint a lot of the fans, and, <laughs> and it's okay. Um, this is the reason it's why. It's all I got right, hooked. man. It's, it's why okay. I got hooked on the way I got hooked on. Right. Um, of course, Jurassic Park is going to be number one. Um, okay. Jurassic World is going to be number two. Ah, um, right. Even though it gets as much hate as it does, and I don't, I don't understand why. I just kind of felt it's part of the trilogy. I or, don't know why it gets so much hate either. I, I yeah. don't understand that. But yeah. You know. It, it doesn't make any. It just doesn't make sense. But the other one that I would say it would be number three would actually be Fallen Kingdom because it's mm. a pivotal part of the actual story of Jurassic World and as well the continuation of the franchise. Um, I know a lot, it put a, a little bit of a bad taste in people's mouths when we watched it in the theater, but mm. I really, really think that it was a pivotal point of the story because it allowed it to branch off the way it's branched off now. So. Um, and then going to my last two, it's going to be the lost world. And then Jurassic park three, I'd never, <laughs> I never <laughs> ever have been a fan of Jurassic park three. The only thing that came uh, out good of Jurassic park three was the Spinosaurus. And, but besides that, the films I, I do, I am not a fan of Jurassic park three at all. I, I get, I, I'm a fan of Alan Grant and Sam, Sam Neill, but man, that really kind of hit me when I was a kid. And I just like, I remember being a kid. And I just felt like this, <laughs> This wasn't the film to watch. Like this was like, I just, yeah, I was very disappointed in the film. But it, in a way, I don't because you can honestly, you can skip it and go all the way to Jurassic World and not skip a beat. No, I, I completely agree. I, I was never a fan of it myself. Still not a fan of it. Um, honestly, I mean, like, like just like you said a few minutes ago, um, this is not going to make a lot of fans happy, but. When I put on the the Blu-ray, or yeah, just the the Blu-ray, because um, for Jurassic Park three, like I honestly can say eight out of ten times, I don't watch the movie, right? And I just I just go to the the behind the scenes documentary. <laughs> yeah, and the behind the scenes is actually pretty decent. It's so awesome! Film. It's great, you yeah. know. I do agree with that. The behind the scenes is actually pretty decent for that film. Or just because, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. I was just going to say because of the animatronics um, and the way that they mm -hmm. kind of showcased them, they did really good with that. And then um, when they started showing off the dinosaur size comparisons too, yeah, uh, to kind of show the CGI renders, which is really really cool um, for that. Besides that, the film itself it was ne definitely not a favorite for me. Um, the Spinosaurus is definitely, I could think they could have captured that a little bit better, but I understand that with the lack of information, it kind of made it into a movie monster to what it was. So it's okay. Um, it's, I think it was just definitely a learning and uh, experience as yeah. Jurassic Park fan franchise grew. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what allowed Jurassic World to be what it was. So, yeah, definitely. And, uh, Another thing with the with the behind the scenes was um one of my favorite things of that um Blu-ray or DVD, whatever whichever one you may have, mm -hmm. was uh the dinosaur turntables. Those were really oh cool. right yeah those, those were, were really great. great yeah those were really good um yeah. I think those allowed it allowed um really really dedicated fans just to kind of see the movement just, you know yeah. the the the. Um, 
the CGI um, models. It, it, I thought those were great. I've always liked the behind the scenes in mm-hmm. in all these um all these films like make, the making of Jurassic Park, the making the Lost World, the one the making of Jurassic Park with James Earl, Earl Jones, I think it is. That's uh, the narrator for it. That was oh, so yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that wasn't that one of the very first original um, behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, because I remember yeah. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, and it was kind of actually it was um it was. It was almost like a 30 to 40 minute uh, yeah. behind the scenes, I believe. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. it was really different for what it was, but it was really cool just to kind of see the narrative. It kind of reminds me in a way of um, not the same similarities, but in a way, if you ever seen like the behind the scenes for Peter Jackson's like Lord of the Rings or King Kong, it kind of had that same feel if you kind of watch it through and watch it nowadays, you know? No, I, I actually never have seen the behind the scenes for those. I should they're actually really detailed, especially um, <laughs> just to kind of relate to a, a Jurassic level King Kong. Um, it really kind of puts in perspective how these the animals were made, how the creatures were developed and kind of oh, like cool. what they did to bring them to the screen. So it was really kind of cool um, to see that. So um, and just kind of like shouting out, you know, Stan Winston studio and as well as oh, what Yeah. What studio. Um, it's really cool to see the creative behind like creating movie uh i don't want to call them movie monsters but just movie animals you know they had what they did creatures to make them, yeah creatures is fine too whatever they did to make a margin in life and that's what they really that's what oh, you yeah. know they do with animatronics and cgi they make them realistic and actually believable and that's the that's the best p- part behind movie magic it's because you can actually believe the actual creature that you're seeing on the screen I right, definitely that's that's what I loved watching about a lot of those um behind the scenes videos especially um the lost world one is also like as long as the making a Jurassic Park one it's like JP3 where they change it up and it's like little segments it wasn't like one right. full length one but you know uh, I, I wish it they I wish they still kept that going with um with Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, but it's they're short, they're small, they're, and there's not as much as much as they pump out with like these behind the scenes, like like uh, uh, I like we both seen that they're going to be making finally an art book, which is something we right. asked for. Yeah, and that I think that's honestly what as fans, that's what we really want to see as as a, a franchise is an art book, just especially some of the like the artist renditions of like you know because there is some there like you mentioned there is some behind the scenes for the newer films but there's a very lackluster to be honest um you Mm kind of saw the development of the indominus rex and the indoraptor and i really would kind of like to see like a full um all the concept art yeah the full round table of like how that came to fruit you know fruition as well too so it would be really kind of cool to see that especially um coming into the new films i know the new film should be straying a little bit more away from hybrids as far as my understanding, but it would be mm-hmm. still kind of cool to see if like um, whatever they do with this new storyline that if maybe there is new dinosaurs because of whoever got their hands on the DNA come out and like what did they, they did design design the new dinosaurs. So that would be really kind of cool to see that um, and how they built that out. Cause I know we've seen some small things. I know productions at a standstill at the moment, but we've seen some small things so far, especially like the, uh, not so Ceratops, um, uh, baby that they produce mm-hmm, for that. Mm-hmm. And then just a couple other things as well, too. Like the most recent concept art I saw that they just put out, which was really, really cool. 
and it's because it's a personal favorite of mine too is the allosaurus from the battle at big rock um yeah they, yeah they uh put out some concept work for what they did for the film and it really really was cool just to kind of see that outpour the way it is um so i and especially because again the allosaurus is my favorite dinosaur from um i'm glad that it finally made its way into the jurassic world franchise as short oh yeah as short as it was it's still in a way if you kind of think about it almost has as much screen time as other main dinosaur figures because reality is if we you know count it backwards back to jurassic park there's only what roughly 15 to 16 minutes of dinosaur screen time out of the entirety of the two hour film so if you think about it it's almost the same equivalent of a, a th- um, a third or a fourth of the Jurassic Park film this Allosaurus had, you know, just screen time wise. So it's really kind of mm-hmm. cool to see that. It is. I, I remember drawing uh, uh, Allosaurus and hoping they would be in the next uh, the next movie. Um, I had drawn them. Uh, uh, I drawn them with um, with uh, the DX virus, though. I wanted them oh, to be yeah. kind of a, yeah, a little yeah. bit rabid. That's but cool. But I was I was hoping for them because they're they, they are a very cool animal and they're very popular animal. They're they're yeah. very well known, especially here in the United States. The Allosaurus is like, um, I wouldn't say to the level of T Rex that the world knows, but like the the Allosaurus is a is a name that's like right under T Rex. You say Tyrannosaurus, Allosaurus, right? Like it's a very well known dinosaur, and it took a while for them to put it into the film and i was Absolutely. happy that with the new rendition of the one for battle of big rock because i wasn't too happy with the design in fallen kingdom i did not like how it looked in fallen kingdom honestly to me that gets a pass just me personally speaking because they play it off as a juvenile a mm-hmm. juvenile so i think that's okay in my eyes personally um the way it looks uh um, yeah. honestly i wouldn't even mind um you can kind of see the similarities between the two, the two, yeah. uh, but I wouldn't even mind seeing a little bit more of an adult version of the juvenile. Like the adult version, yes, is in Battle of the Big Rock, but like that same kind of skin coloring per se. Yeah, as a, right. A, an adult, like you kind of see it loosely in the uh, um, Jurassic World Evolution game. Like it's you kind of see almost a full size rendition. Yeah, that one looks pretty cool, but yeah. uh, I do see like a, a Popo figure influence from that one. Definitely, when, definitely, absolutely, yeah. especially so, um, with the way the just the overall pose and the way mm-hmm. it was. I can definitely see yeah. that pouring out into the Allosaurus. But, but who knows? It it, it might have been a juvenile female, the one in a Fallen Kingdom. You know, have sexual right. dimorphism. So maybe you, it might the the one that we saw in Battle of Big Rock might might have been a male. That's why it had that yellow coloring, and then the female is more of a, a bluish tint. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good outlook on it. You know, thinking of it, it could that be. way. Yeah. You know. Um so with with the ranking of the films and the collecting and the love of Jurassic, is there actually a favorite piece of, of your collection that you so, like like your number one piece? Yeah, I'm glad that we just kinda of tied in and talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um again I, I mentioned my buddy Rob Miranda earlier. Yes, um, uh a really great guy again um he makes yeah he does amazing stuff man i've seen a lot of his work he's he's yeah he's good (laughs) so all the figure stuff that he's produced usually Mm -hmm. i usually buy it just because i ask him nice yeah so most recent stuff that he made for me and i'm uh, it's probably my favorite piece of my collection because it's a one of a kind 
Um, and I'm starting to see kind of duplicates out there or replicates and which I'm honestly okay with that. Cause it, I like to see that creativity pour out is the, um, he made a awesome customized battle, a big rock allosaurus for me. So the thing about the battle, of big rock allosaurus figure, uh, it's a decent figure, but it does not stand that well. And that's my biggest problem when it comes to any, um, in my biggest gripe when it comes to collecting any dinosaur figure regardless mattel hasbro kenner whatever you want to call it um they don't stand the allosaurus for mattel for some reason uh the battle of big rock figure has issue standings the regular roar war one it does okay it has its moments some figures have a little bit looser joints than others but this battle of big rock custom figure um that rob made he was super genius of how he put everything together he basically used the base body of the Battle of Big Rock figure. Um, and then the legs and the, the hips were from the Albertosaurus, which was really cool because he was able to kind of have a larger. I did frame. see. I, yeah, I saw when he was uh, putting it together when you were posting uh, photos of it. That's so cool. That's very uh, clever. Yeah, it was very smart for him to do that. And he did really good with that, piecing that together. And then he realized that the tail was kind of a little bit too short because the Albertosaurus tail was kind of, I mean, it meant for an Albertosaurus. So it is short, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so what he did, he customized it and he made the tail longer to give it a little bit more of a balancing act as well too, which was really cool. Um, And then since he made it the way he did, the the attack mechanism for the jaw actually still works too with the push button, which was really kind of neat. And then, um, yeah, he overall, he did really, really good. Just piecing this together. He basically Frankenstein two dinosaurs together. Yeah. to make One awesome Alberta or an Alberta source Allosaurus that mm-hmm. I kind of wish Mattel went to the same level with that Allosaurus. Don't get me wrong. The battle of big rock Allosaurus isn't a bad figure. And I, I, I still like it. But mm-hmm. it just wasn't the full potential that I could have seen. Same with the uh, Nasoceratops. The Nasoceratops is definitely one of the best Ceratops figures that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been nice, though, if they made a female and a male uh, version. Because the definitely. one that yeah, the one that we have right now kind of represents more of a female to me personally. I can kind of see the male tendencies just the way of the sculpt. Right. But I feel the male could have been just a tad bit bigger and just different, darker shading. Um, as well too and it's a little bit more of a hook hook on his horn just to kind of distinguish it being a male to a female kind of the same uh, way that we saw in the lost world toy line with the the t-rexes we saw the the thrasher t-rex and we saw the bull t-rex and we can mm-hmm. really tell the definitive differences even though their Definitely. sizes were a little bit different but they were still kind of definitive as far as male versus female no, definitely. I, I completely agree with that. And and you know what would have been cool too if they if if they if somehow Mattel would have included the baby Nasoceratops somewhere. You know that would have been awesome as well to have. Yeah, it would have been it would have been cool. It's like one thing I wish Mattel would have um, seized after a little bit more as far as um, their figures and as well their dinosaurs because they they can tell that their figures aren't selling as quickly as their dinosaurs because it's not mm-hmm. going to just because it's it's targeted for kids and kids love, you know, dinosaurs before figures. And that's kind of mm-hmm. obvious, but what they could do and kind of, so they can monopolize them both is having those story packs. Like they originally were producing for a while, but yep. making bigger scale. The biggest one that I have right now is the, I mean, the two common or bigger ones is the baryonic sex uh, sets. The, um, 
the Baryonyx uh, motorcycle playset, and then they have the Baryonyx right. Lava Surge playset, which both of those, honestly, I think the Baryonyx uh, motorcycle set kind of gets a little bit underwhelmed mm-hmm. because it should be one of those sets that's kind of sought after because of everything that comes with it. And then the Lava Surge set is cool because it's actually the only building set we have from uh, the Mattel toy line. So Yeah, it's it, they're cool sets. Uh, I think what made the... Um the Baryonyx set uh, off a little bit is having another Owen. I feel like if it would have been a different character, they would have rolled in there. It would have sold better because um, like uh, it's an ongoing joke. How many Owens there are around, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, so like, I feel if they would have thrown in there, I don't know. Um, uh, th- you mean like a different ACU uh, Hoskins, like you know, or yeah. Hoskins yeah. Or it, yeah. Just that AC because that was the, that was um what sold me on the helicopter set was an ACU figure, you know. Yeah. I didn't mind so much that like I wasn't like oh the helicopter is amazing looking. I was like all right I I get it. And the, the Tyrannodon already had the Tyrannodon. I didn't really need that many. Um, but um, just just the ACU figure alone, I was like wow that's cool. I I want that ACU figure. I'm definitely getting right. that set. You know, so. You don't see that figure anywhere else. So that was my buying point to get that one. Now, like if they do that, kind of like when you got um, back in the day, you get the mobile command center, the RV set. Yeah. You couldn't get Kelly Malcolm with anything else. You had to get that RV set to get Kelly Malcolm. Right. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Even though the RV set itself was just (laughs) enough because that thing is awesome, you know? Right. Um, But you get that little Kelly Malcolm with it and you're like, Oh, that's so cool. And, and they had a lot of stuff like that. They, with, um, the chaos effect line, they had like, a, uh, an Eddie Carr figure, which, you know, Eddie Carr, it didn't look like Eddie Carr at all, but you know, it, it was supposed to be the, the whole chaos effect line was supposed to be for animated an animated series that never came out or never went into production, but yeah. they had an Eddie Carr figure that came with uh with a vehicle. Same thing with Dater Stark. They had him with a vehicle. So you couldn't get those figures without getting that vehicle. And so that you makes got sense. Yeah. Same um also with Lost World, you had um uh Carter with the dirt bike. You know what I mean? So things like that, like you just said, which is perfect, but it, if it's an exclusive figure those things will be bought. Even if you have the same dinosaur again, have an exclusive figure with that dinosaur, it'll happen. It's just the way I feel. But yeah, no, I totally agree to that because, mm-hmm. you know, it allows the, the lineup be, to be the way it was, mm-hmm. I think, at that time. But um, I think, again, I think Mattel could definitely capitalize on the fact of, especially some of those figures that we haven't seen fully out yet um, release. Um, so it would be kind of cool to see them put out more story pack figures or more kind of like playset types of uh, deals, because I think that will kind of allow those human figures to kind of be able to be pieced off a little bit more easier than having those uh, figure, you know, cards because the card figures were cool for the beginning. But like you said, we saw almost three, four different versions of Owen through attack, you know, cards and those just kind of just over overkilled the market. Um, and there was only like a few other random ones like Claire and um, Zia and then a couple mm-hmm. of the mercenaries. And um, yeah. so it was just kind of one of those things is like, 
why do I need four different versions of Owen when we only have like five other different figures to pick from from mm-hmm. anyway? So Yeah. So you know. So in in this is actually perfect to ask you this one. Um so favorite piece of your collection, that uh custom Allosaurus. But what is a piece that you don't have that you're actively hunting or actively uh you know you're it's sought after right now and it right. doesn't have to be just a like a toy it could be anything really like a collectible piece a, a piece of memorabilia something yeah. something that you really want to be part of your collection that you don't have yeah no that makes total sense so i have basically everything that's available in the open market for jurassic world mattel items at this point mm-hmm. um so it's kind of hard when it comes to that when it comes to mattel <laughs> you only yeah. think it's like a wish list um for mattel is and I, I still wish for this because for to this day, um, we already kind of got tasted with it. With one of the figures that they put out, um, would be the Apatosaurus. I really, really, really hope oh, that Mattel, yes, um, somehow, some way, um, does an Apatosaurus down the line. I don't know if they're maybe holding that off until we do the uh, Jurassic World Dominion, um, because we kind of already have an idea as far as what Camp Cretaceous is going to hold. With mm-hmm. um, those figures that are coming out with the Carnotaur and then that new T Rex, which I think that T Rex is going to be the most sought after one now after the Legacy Collection one. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going for that T Rex. <laughs> yeah, um, but the yeah for a wish list at this point and what what I hope that happens because I again I'm waiting just for everything else to kind of ro- roll out um, mm-hmm. would be an Apatosaurus that's in scale with the line which. You, I don't think that's impossible anymore because as we saw, the Brachiosaurus came out and that was oh, yeah. larger than life than we expected. We thought it was not even going to be uh, half I that honestly, Yeah, I honestly thought that was always going to be impossible. I thought the Horizon Brachiosaurus was the closest we would ever get. And just when they they said that they were making that and we got those like little snippets of like this toy i was just completely floored and i was like i can't i can't believe they're actually doing it and you and, and honestly you could say that famous uh malcolm line and, yeah, <laughs> you know right, absolutely uh, and like uh they did it and having that brack i have that brachiosaurus uh because he's it's such a big like figure i can't really have it in because i like i've like we've talked before i said that most of my collection right now is in storage right um but some few items are still out like i have um the the colossal t-rex the the walmart one with the with the sound uh that's the one that's out right now that i have in in the room i'm at and the brachiosaurus and it's it's daunting sometimes just looking at this thing and just wow like i can't believe they actually made it like this is a a figure that we've wanted since like the first film came out and we never thought it would happen so napatosaurus it can be done they they show that they can do it so it's like yeah let's let's hope let's hope because i i would love to have an apatosaurus i when we got um the amargosaurus and and I, I I remember I posted a picture and I said, Mat- "Please, Mattel, more sauropods. Like I want more <laughs> sauropods. That's like, good. It'd be great to have an Apatosaurus. Great to have a Barosaurus. Uh, yeah, that I'd would be really have, neat. I'd love to have also um, a Saltosaurus. And uh, what's another one that I really like? Um, oh, I can't remember at the top of my head right now, but." Uh, 
Or yeah, I mean, we those, can have those the, are really cool. So prosauropods too. Prosauropods were the okay. platyosaurs. We could have a platyosaur. That'd be so cool. Where you it platyosaurs were like half sauropod, half like it, basically were sauropods that can walk on hind legs. So like, yeah, how cool and, would it be have to have one of those too? You know. Yeah, and that that's kind of like the two, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is really kind of cool to kind of see those type of figures come to light if they do. I know there was a concept, oh, yeah. and I don't know how true it was, um, if it was really true. But I remember them loosely loosely seeing some images of a Therensosaurus um, online. And I don't know if it was oh, actually yes, true. Uh-huh. or if it was just, Yeah, I, but it would really be cool to see that figure come out. And then as well as a, a larger scale... Um, carnivore like a you know a giganotosaurus or something like that that would be really kind of neat to see that mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. something that's larger i can see them doing that because they keep bringing out they 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 keep bringing out more more carnivores and, and stuff i didn't think i would see i'm 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 really happy they're they're doing so many tyrannosaurides uh you know having a birthosaurus tarbosaurus i can see them doing gorgosaurus anytime soon and um yeah they have really that neat. small tyrannosauride coming out soon too. oh I yeah it was like a lamoramus yeah i believe so yeah i believe i believe that was the name yeah that, that definitely looks cool that would be really cool customization as well too i mean i know we have already have a baby t-rex but still that would be kind of a cool customization to see how people would make that as well too and do a baby t-rex oh, if yeah. people did that um yeah because i mean there's a lot of figures that we still haven't even seen as much as we we do have mattel um put out uh which is kind of cool mm-hmm. I know people have loosely talked about it. I don't know how I would feel about it, um, but kind of seeing like an Ice Age wave of Mattel figures would be kind of neat just to kind of see. But again, we've never seen them in the franchise, so I don't really expect that kind of stuff happening. But it would be kind of cool to see that come to fr- yeah. fruition as well, too, just to kind of see Mattel's creativity come out in a different way. And then... Um, yeah, I would I, I would not mind seeing a, a Smilodon. That'd be actually pretty cool. Yeah, that and or that's a me, that's yeah. a saber tooth. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it would probably be honestly a woolly mammoth, just in scale with the, the Mattel line. Oh, yeah. Would be really cool just to kind of see that, and not like having like it doesn't have to like r- like real feel like hair or anything like that or stuff like that. I just wanted to see it in a again a Mattel. <laughs> that would like be action. weird, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, it would be kind of neat to see something like, just like creativity wise, Mattel doing something like that, because Mattel, as we've seen from these, these creators are very, very creative in their own way. Creative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it would be just kind of cool if, you, if they really just kind of had Pandora's box open and just kind of just, you know, started doing their own things, wherever that may be. Even the same premise as a chaos effect wave or more hybrids or stuff like that. That mm-hmm. would be kind of cool just to kind of see um what they do with that because they have all these different sculpts now it's much easier yeah. to kind of go that route of doing hybrids because they can literally just use mix and match and kind of frankenstein figures kind of like what my buddy rob did like they can literally mm-hmm. do whatever they want now you know oh no definitely man um well let's just hope you know what i mean that's that's all you can do because i know they listen to the community i know they're actively listening to a lot of stuff we say uh, I know that for a fact, because <laughs> a lot of things that we pop up with they, and, and even in some of the, uh, just in that uh, interview that Brad had, like you could tell that yeah, we yeah, we listen to something. Yeah, they do. So like hopefully if we throw out there en- enough of Patasaurus <laughs> vibes, we might end up getting one. That'd be great. Right. So 
so um i guess we you know i you talk a lot about the mattel collection and mm-hmm. i know you've had kenner before but you said you sold a lot of your kenner stuff so this is an obvious question that that people like to ask when, when it comes to this collecting we don't really throw hasbro into it because uh i guess the hasbro really was jp3 and and that was okay. Right. And then the 2015 line was just, we yeah. tried to forget about that line. <laughs> but so I would say Kenner or Mattel, your it, thoughts. It's going to have to be Mattel at this point. Don't get me wrong. Kenner literally is the trailblazer for the Jurassic Park toy line. And I'm forever mm-hmm. grateful for everything they did. But Mattel um, picked it up and ran with it. They literally ran with fans being behind the wheel. And they mm-hmm. made these figures what they are. Um, I'm thankful for all the creators and as well as the people behind that toy line because mm-hmm. it allowed it to do what they wanted to do. They replicated the film in their own way. So Mattel, hands down, 100% because of the playability, the realism, the detail, just everything they knocked out of the park. So, um, yep, it would have to be 100% Mattel. Awesome. All right, man. That's 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 a good reasoning behind that decision. Um, so, any um other thoughts on this whole collecting thing that for the community? Anything, my friend? Yeah. So I like to just say, you know, if you're just starting or if you've been doing it just like myself and you, um. Just the biggest thing that's going to help you is patience. As much as I hate to say it, I'm very impatient when it comes to collecting. <laughs> um, yeah. But it allows you to really kind of see the market and see what other creativity aspects are out there too. Because again, um, if the figure doesn't exist, maybe there's somebody you can customize it and make it exist. Mm-hmm. Because same principle of some of the figures I own. Uh, some of my favorite pieces, like I mentioned, uh, the Allosaurus from Battle of Big Rock and mm-hmm. um, a couple other ones I didn't mention, like my uh, custom Sinoceratops that was made. And then just a couple other things, like even if it's not on the market, this beauty of the community, you can maybe have somebody who can create something like that for you. So patience goes a long way. Creating you know, uh, those friendships and connections through the community goes a long way as well, too. And mm-hmm. uh, just being a fan. Being a fan of the franchise allows you to have that want and want you to be that hunter and that goes out actively looking those for, for those figures or being that gatherer waiting and seeing when those figures are going to come out. So that's my biggest tip is just patience is going to go a long way for both things, being a hunter and a gatherer. So um, that'll be my biggest uh, takeaway from this whole conversation. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. That's, that's a good eye. That's good. It's good stuff. Good stuff for the community. I I don't think uh, when I've talked to other collectors, they they went out there and said something for everybody to learn from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's something that I definitely learned um, from even before I started in uh, you know the toy community, um, and just making the friends I've had made throughout. You know, there is a lot of good people. Like including yourself, Collect Jurassic, uh, Nostalgic Adam, Jurassic Recreated, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is Born, um, Jurassic Zone, and uh, Isla Sorna Restoration. Those guys I just mentioned, there are people that I personally 
um, I'm very close with, and I, I'm very thankful for those type of people in the community because it allows that creativity aspect to push your content the way you do. Because I, the biggest thing that kind of started me off and when I, I try to still do when I do the community is my dinosaur profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing those and I, uh, I know they kind of been on hiatus for a little bit. They're going to come back before the end of the year or quote unquote end of the year, meaning before May, because that's my full year on Instagram by then. Um, awesome. Yeah. So they will get to a hundred before, uh, before my end of the year, which is going to be May 5th. And then, um, as well as too, it's just, uh, being find your own, um, you know, calling when it comes to the community. Cause for me, it was dinosaur profiles when I first started and creating those and having fun with that. Um, cause the thing is a lot of things are going to be replicated. And when we do do your con- content and that's okay. Um, as long as you have your own creative spin to it, you know, just make sure that you're having fun and doing what you want to do. Cause at the end of the day, um, it's about collaboration. It's about connection and it's about patience. And I think those are the three things that are going to go, you go a long way in longevity wise for you to stay active in the community as well, too. Yeah. And, and a good thing that you said, uh, have fun with it. You know, that's a big thing. Once it becomes, once it seems almost like a chore or a job, it starts to get kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? It's just always have fun with it. Uh, that's the way I've done it. I've never really, uh, made it a job to 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 do things in the community i, I always it, it's 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 my escape you know right. what i mean exactly. this community has always been my escape from especially in the, in the times we're living right now like jurassic park is like the escape <laughs> i totally 100 wholeheartedly agree with that and that's kind of what it came down for me too because in the beginning i was constantly posting almost every single day and then as time went on um just kind of need breaks, you know, and I uh, mm-hmm. try to still post at least, you know, two, three times a week um, just to create content. It's been more just toy photography right now. We just finished up doing my uh, uh, Jurassic giveaway, which is definitely a learning experience myself too. doing that, um, especially mm-hmm. shipping out 10 different items. So that was kind of yeah. definitely learning from that. And I, I, it's not that I'm saying I won't ever do a giveaway again, but I probably am going to change the way I do it because I want to make sure it's for the fans that really appreciate it. And as well as really are, are about, you know, showing that love and support for what they do. And as well as what, you know, they do to make my page happen, just like any of our pages that people follow out here. So exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, everything's a learning experience and I've learned as well too. again, those three things I mentioned, collaboration, patience, and as well as, um, I just forgot the third, <laughs> uh, but the, but what I mentioned is, is that um, just being able to uh, have that longevity in community is just making sure. Oh, it's connection. There we go. The connection is what is going to allow awesome. you to um, build and grow. And I think, you know, longevity wise, what I was trying to say is giving yourself those mental breaks and as well as allowing yourself to grow in your own way. It's mm-hmm. going to allow people to be more appreciative of your content as well, too. So, um it's I'm very thankful for everything I've done. I'm very thankful for the people I've met and I'm very thankful for the community for everything it's given to me. So, um, yeah, I think that's the way I like to leave it as is thank you. So, and thank you for having me here today. Yeah, man, we're, we're glad to have you in the community, dude. Um, and, and be able to see all the stuff that you do, you know, um, now for the fans listening and, 
and and just anybody really listening to the podcast um where can people find you on 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 the interwebs so right now it's only going to be instagram it's going to be just instagram all one word mr classic jurassic um i do have other things in the work Mm -hmm. i did originally have a website in the work but i kind of wanted to make sure i have everything pieced together and i think having my hundred dinosaur profiles built out first it's gonna allow me to make my website a little bit more smoother so we have some time you got some patience um that's gonna go and help me build that website for all of you um i'm really excited to get to those 100 dinosaur profiles we're at currently 81 we'll get to the rest of 19 nice or may may 5th so uh be on the lookout on the channel you'll start seeing those kind of start popping off again before may 5th and we'll get to 100 so celebrate the one year of uh, mr classic jurassic so um again thank you jay for having me on here it's been a pleasure being able to uh thank you man um and as well as just collaborate with you as well too throughout down the road so thanks again man thank you man thank you for being on and um that's it folks uh jurassic fans till the next uh hunters and gatherers are you hunting are you gathering let us know bye Thank you so, so much for listening to the 228th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so, so much to Jay Jurassic and Mr. Classic Jurassic for uh, taking part in today's episode and for filling that slot where we would usually have the Jurassic Mailbag. And this is why I love the podcast and our team, uh, our, our contributors, and the community because... People are ready with segments and all kinds of stuff. I just have to ask out, hey, who's got something? And somebody has something. It's 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 wonderful. I love being uh, the I guess the head of this this collective where people can uh, express their fandoms and their creative sides and and you know have conversations between people that I I love. I don't even have to participate in, but I love hearing these things. I love hearing this podcast fresh in my own mind because i don't always get the opportunity to do that um which is you know it's awesome to kind of hear it from a different perspective so i really appreciate jay having a segment today and for first of all just hearing him on the show it's always awesome to hear him on the show and we've got a lot of stuff planned for you guys with mr jay jurassic as well so stay tuned for more stuff from that i am so excited for the future of this show and i know we're having some some struggles right now in the world and everything but i uh i think we can use this as a fun tool to keep everybody in a good spirit and and to have some fun and to celebrate something that we all love together not to not to forget that there's a a pandemic happening around the world and that it's you know it's kind of bad out there right now not not just kind of but very bad out there right now but i just want to keep it positive as much as we can we're all seeing so many bad things on social media and the news and everything so i just want to keep things good and happy as much as we possibly can to keep it light. And I know that's not really happening while I'm mentioning all this stuff right now, but uh, I don't know. I just want to keep you guys informed and have a good time and uh, talk about Jurassic. And I think that's exactly what they did today. So I'm very happy and fortunate to have a great team working together with me. So this is awesome. I'm so excited. And if you guys have anything that you want to submit, any kind of segments or, or even if it's not a segment, even if you just want to record something, 
anything, whatever it may be, send it in to us and we'll get started on that and we'll work together to create a fun segment. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, guys. I think we got some good stuff coming up. So like I said, stay tuned for the Jurassic Mailbag at some point. Hopefully we get to it this week. We'll see. Um, and also, do not forget, The Lost World will be streaming with us this coming Tuesday, April 7th. We're going to be commentating on that film, talking with you guys, eating some popcorn. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I am so excited. So make sure to tune in. And uh, also to tune in to Aaron and Ashley's live stream over on YouTube as well playing through lego jurassic world i love it this is so much fun so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode i'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro see ya saddle up let's get this movable feast underway please give us a follow on twitter at jurassic park pod and myself at brad jost also on facebook and instagram at jurassic park podcast don't forget to join the jurassic park podcast group on facebook you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us. JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.